Hello, everyone. I am here again with Mark Anderson, CEO of Strategic News Service. My name is Barrett Anderson. I am the COO of Strategic News Service, and we are talking today about Russia and their strategy for invading Ukraine. So, Mark, I'm going to let you dive right in. I know that this is something that you brought up to me last week. We've been talking about it for a while. Just this morning, um, the U.S. intelligence community released a couple of images of Russian troops lining up on the near the border in Belarus. Um, you may remember in one of our previous conversations, we talked about Russia kind of taking over de facto control of Belarus earlier this year. And yes. the implication of that um, in the international uh, alliance that we refer to as Crink, Ch China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. Um, so with that, let's dive right in and, and, and tell me what you're thinking when it comes to Russia's strategy. Right. So let's just call it what it is, Russia's battle plan. And um, I, I kind of like that, uh, that title. Um, as, as you know, Barrett, but I don't think that our friends know yet, we've been looking at this for a while. Um, all the original news was about the 100,000 to 150,000 troops amassing on the eastern border, uh, where they already have control of Donetsk and uh, other towns. So right over here. So yeah. The map. Uh huh. And, and the the thought uh, in the beginning of this uh, worry by the West was that these 150,000 troops were going to move west and take over Ukraine, and that's a serious possibility. So um, one of the interesting things about battles is that you can't argue with the truth on the ground. So if there are 150,000 troops over there, they will quickly outnumber, I think, the Ukrainian troops and um, easily move uh, west. So that's what the world was worrying about until recently. We, I would say probably three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago, we started worrying about Belarus, not just for political reasons, but because of the on the ground battle plan. Very capabilities, right. Yeah, so here's the picture we're painting and you can use your cursor if you want to, Barrett. You have to. Put... Oh, go ahead. So first I must say something different. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure there will be an attack. And we can come back to that in a minute. But if there is an attack, here's the battle plan, in, in our opinion. They will begin with an attack where it's expected on the east. 150,000 troops will move heavy armor and, and guns and missiles uh, west and quickly dominate open countryside going west. Can, I don't think there's any, any serious resistance that's going to happen uh, to that size of a force as they move toward the West. While that's happening, I, I expect Ukraine will do what it would have done a few weeks ago, which is take the, the majority of its army and, and so its forces and resist. I wouldn't want to be in that team and, and God help me if this, already, this all happens. But my guess is that that will be actually will be a feint. So imagine a feint with 150,000 troops. And then while Ukraine is committing the majority of their troops east, uh, I think that Russia will attack from Belarus. Now, as you mentioned, we saw some satellite photos this morning. So the Intel guys are catching on to what we were talking about three weeks ago internally. And I expect to see an attack coming down from Belarus to Kiev circle Kiev and take it. I also think that Russia already has troops in Kiev. You will remember the little green men in Crimea who didn't have any 
this is really right. You know, are, if there are any rules in, in war, and there aren't, Russia's playing by wear, no rules. That's that's their Yeah, you're supposed to wear a uniform for the army you represent. Well, they're not going to do that. So I think they probably have a lot of Russian green men inside of Kiev already. And the combination, and, and the last piece of this is, you can see there's water there. You, you could take advantage of that and come into Kiev by water. You could uh, You're certainly- you right here. Yes. You certainly could uh, bomb um, the, the opposition, which they sent bombers in uh, two days ago, as you may recall. Um, so Russia has bombers doing kind of operational look and see runs. And then um, what will happen here, I think, is that of course, the Ukrainians know this could happen. So there is a highway, I don't see it here, um, which is a direct run into Kiev. I'm sure they've got that blocked somehow, or they will if they can. But you know, if you're Russia, you would send troops down there to fake them out again. They feel like they're blocking you. Then you send the majority of the troops one highway over kind of a thing and, and then uh, bounce back to Kiev. So you know, you'd be running through, uh, not through Chernobyl, which is what they expect, but through Khorasan or, or even, if I'm saying it right, Zetomir. But, you know, off to the west and, uh, and or east, and then come back in and do a pincer movement on, on Kiev. I think that's their plan. And if they can take Kiev, or if they can even put Kiev under siege, they probably win. You know, so one thing I think is interesting is the way that the U.S. is responding to this buildup which is much differently than they've responded to Russian aggressions in the past, right? So when Obama was president, Russia tried to interfere in the US election. They knew that no one said anything. The entire intelligence community was basically silent. This time around, it seems like they've learned their lesson and they are actually shouting from the rooftops what they know about Russia's plans or what they think they know about Russia's plans in a way that uh, removes the kind of, ooh, who us, that wasn't us, you know, that wasn't us with the little green men. And they have done that, not just with the Belarus images this morning, but they also did it a few days ago when they were talking about um, Russia's uh, plans to fake an attack. As a, as Their video. A yeah, which, which kind of like lays, removes the element of surprise that they have counted on in, in much of their... Um, but don't forget, Barrett, the video wasn't for the West, it was for their own Russian people. Oh, I know. They I'm, have, and yeah. they will... They will be fooled. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that it won't work. I'm just saying it's a different. It's a much different approach that we're seeing from the U.S. And I think it's a yes. smarter approach that we're seeing from the U.S. this time around than it, than last time around, which was also an act of warfare, which is a different kind of warfare. That's right. Well, don't don't also forget, our, I guess our our audience here, that um, when Biden first ran for office this time, he thought Russia was not enemy number one. So Biden is very, very focused on Russia as a problem. He was long before he understood what China is as a problem. So <clears throat> he's very comfortable fighting Russia, I think. And um, what we'll have to see is what's the real plan here. You know, it's possible that there is no attack. And that all of this, I think that the European people in general, I think Brussels <clears throat> does not expect an attack. They just see this as a poker game. Bruce, earlier this year. And yes. the implication of that um, in the international uh, alliance that we refer to as crink, Ch China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. Um, so 
with that, let's dive right in and, and, and tell me what you're thinking when it comes to Russia's strategy. Right. So let's just call it what it is, Russia's battle plan. And um, I, I kind of like that, uh, that title. Um, as, as you know, Barrett, but I don't think that our friends know yet, we've been looking at this for a while. Um, all the original news was about the 100,000 to 150,000 troops amassing on the eastern border, uh, where they already have control of Donetsk and uh, other towns. So right over here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and the, the thought uh, in the beginning of this uh, worry by the West was that these 150,000 troops were going to move west and take over Ukraine. And that's a serious possibility. So um, one of the interesting things about battles is that you can't argue with the truth on the ground. So if there are 150,000 troops over there, they will quickly outnumber, I think, the Ukrainian troops and um, easily move uh, west. So that's what the world was worrying about until recently. We, I would say probably three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago, we started worrying about Belarus, not just for political reasons, but because of the on the ground battle plan. Very capabilities, right. Yeah, so here's the picture we're painting and you can use your cursor if you want to, Barrett. You have to. Put... Oh, go ahead. So first I must say something different. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure there will be an attack. And we can come back to that in a minute. But if there is an attack, Here's the battle plan, in, in our opinion. They will begin with an attack where it's expected on the east. 150,000 troops will move heavy armor and, and guns and missiles uh, west and quickly dominate open countryside going west. They can, I don't think there's any, any serious resistance that's gonna happen uh, to that size of a force as they move toward the west. While that's happening, I, I expect Ukraine will do what it would have done a few weeks ago, which is take the, the majority of its army and, and so its forces and resist. I wouldn't want to be in that team and, and God help me if this, already, this all happens. But my guess is that that will be actually will be a feint. So imagine a feint with 150,000 troops. And then while Ukraine is committing the majority of their troops east. Uh, I think that Russia will attack from Belarus. Now, as you mentioned, we saw some satellite photos this morning. So the Intel guys are catching on to what we were talking about three weeks ago internally. And I expect to see an attack coming down from Belarus to Kiev, circle Kiev and take it. I also think that Russia already has troops in Kiev. You will remember the little green men in Crimea, who didn't have any, this is really, right. you know, are, if there are any rules in, in war, and there aren't. Russia's played by wear, no rules. That's, that's their Yeah. You're supposed to wear a uniform for the army you represent. Well, they're not going to do that. So I think they probably have a lot of Russian green men inside of Kiev already. And the combination, and, and the last piece of this is, you can see there's water there. You, you could take advantage of that and come into Kiev by water. You could uh, You're certainly- you right here. Yes. You certainly could uh, bomb um, the, the opposition, which they sent bombers in uh, two days ago, as you may recall. Um, so Russia has bombers doing kind of operational look and see runs. And then um, what, what'll happen here, I think, is that of course the Ukrainians know this could happen, 
So there is a highway, I don't see it here, um, which is a direct run into Kiev. I'm sure they've got that blocked somehow, or they will if they can. But you know, if you're Russia, you would send troops down there to fake them out again. They feel like they're blocking you. Then you send the majority of the troops one highway over kind of a thing and, and then uh, bounce back to Kiev. So, you know, you'd be running through, uh, not through Chernobyl, which is what they expect, but through Khorasan or, or even, if I'm saying it right, Zetomir. But, you know, off to the west and, uh, and or east and then come back in and do a pincer movement on, on Kiev. I think that's their plan. And if they can take Kiev, or if they can even put Kiev under siege, they probably win. You know, so one thing I think is interesting is the way that the U.S. is responding to this buildup, which is much differently than they've responded to Russian aggressions in the past, right? So when Obama was president, Russia tried to interfere in the U.S. election. They knew that. No one said anything. The entire intelligence community was basically silent. This time around, it seems like they've learned their lesson and they are actually shouting from the rooftops what they know about Russia's plans or what they think they know about Russia's plans in a way that uh, removes the kind of, oh, who us? That wasn't us, you know, that wasn't us with the little green men. And they have done that not just with the Belarus images this morning, but they also did it a few days ago when they were talking about um, Russia's uh, plans to fake an attack as a as video. Station. Yeah. Which, which kind of like lays, removes the element of surprise that they have counted on in, in much of their... Um, but don't forget, Barrett, the video wasn't for the West, it was for their own Russian people. Oh, I know. They I'm, have, and yeah. they, will, they will be fooled. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it won't work. I'm just saying it's a different, it's a much different approach that we're seeing from the U.S. And I think it's a yes. smarter approach that we're seeing from the U.S. this time around than, it, than last time around, which was also an act of warfare, which is a different kind of warfare. That's right. Well, don't, don't also forget, our, I guess our, our audience here, that um, when Biden first ran for office this time, he thought Russia was not enemy number one. So Biden is very, very focused on Russia as a problem. He was long before he understood what China is as a problem. So <clears throat> he's very comfortable fighting Russia, I think. And um, what we'll have to see is what's the real plan here. You know, it's possible that there is no attack. And that all of this, I think that the European people in general, I think Brussels <clears throat> does not expect an attack. They just see this as a poker game. Right. And you have to ask yourself, you know, I guess it is because it is, right? If you're Putin, why not just put pieces on the table and see what happens? Doesn't cost too much. Who cares? And that makes you ask, well, even if you negotiated something this week, what would keep him from doing something else next week? Right. And the other thought that I had was back to uh, Cuba and Turkey, you know, in, in Kennedy's time, we put missiles in Turkey first, Russia put missiles in Cuba next. And then the Americans thought that we had won this big, big frontal confrontation, you know, where the Russians removed their missiles. But it was only after we promised to take ours back out of Turkey a, a little few months later. So those who don't study history are forced to repeat it. I think, we'll I think that's why you've seen uh, Biden today say that they would do, stop at nothing to block the pipeline. 
Oh yeah. Well, that was also getting Germany finally off their, you know, what's right. right. I think that um, for all the admiration I have for Germany and for their new electors, their new, the new governors, their, the three parties, um, no one's confused it, that um, their current chancellor has been slow to bat. He's getting a lot of, a lot of negative press inside Germany and he's under a lot of criticism from his allies for caving into the gas pressure. You know, we even have Schroeder joining the Gazprom board last week. So very embarrassing that very Germany may become, become a captive state of Russia. So I think that uh, the point of, of Biden's announcement today was to, I wish it had come from the chancellor himself. It would have been but, great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see at fire, because at fire, we're going to have the Green Party telling us all about what's happening in Germany. Yeah. So uh, as as always, we love to tell you about uh, our upcoming conference, Future in Review, which will take place February 28th to March, through March 4th. You will see more of these kinds of conversations on stage. Uh, we will have many uh, conversations focused on the future of global relations. We are working on a, a conversation focused on Ukraine now, hope to have that firmed up in the next couple of days. We've got, as Mark mentioned, a conversation with some top German political leadership in the Green Party. Uh, we've got a panel on disengaging from China featuring Josh Rogan from the Washington Post who has been one of the most stringent and, and astute observers of Chinese the Chinese national business model and the Chinese Communist Party. So. Um, and Barrett, we might have a past defense official joining us as well. We may, we may have that. More details to come on that. So we'll, we'll let you know once that's locked down and confirmed in our next video blog. Thank you all for listening and hope to see you at fire. And thank you, Barrett. I'll see you at fire. Bye-bye. Good. Uh, hold on, I need to edit. Job done. Wait, oh God, did it not record? Mission accomplished, as Junior would say. Oh, it did record.